Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly podcast featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 198, Your Sacred Self, and now your host, Rev. Cynthia Alice Anderson. Good morning and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, otherwise known as RCA. And I am the host. I'm here this morning in 818 Studios with my producer. Good morning, everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 198. It still blows my mind that we are at episode (laughs) 198. That is, we were talking just before we started recording, that is no small feat. Exactly. 100 episodes is no small feat. It, yeah. 200 episodes is a really, really big deal. And so um, we have a really special episode planned for you uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. And so we can't wait for you to hear what we have planned uh, for you. Uh, be on the lookout for that. That will be yeah. uh, April 18th is when that when, is when that show will reach your podcast feed. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. And, um, you know... I just feel honored that so many people are listening and watching, and uh, this is uh, really amazing. I thought we were at 200,000, and the last time we looked, I think we were at 197,000 or just over in terms of downloads. I hope you will get excited excited about sharing it, of course. Uh, you know, I said on the show, I'm leaving Facebook, right? So you're probably like, well, where do I share it? <laughs> you know, um, I still feel really good about my decision to leave Facebook. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, just, just, uh, just go out, go out, open, open your front door and just, just, just yell go, it into your neighborhood. Let's just let's, go experience let's, the soul podcast. <laughs> Put up signs in your yard as you're jogging. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny, friends. There was a time before social media. Somebody asked me the other day, oh, are you on Facebook? And I go, no. (laughs) That was a really fun uh, answer for that. And they go, oh, well, how do you, well, they they were kind of like, what? (laughs) Well, it's interesting. It was pretty fun. I go, no, I haven't missed it. 
Yeah, I have I have a composer community which was on Facebook and has been on Facebook for three or four years. And I just starting just this month kind of moved off off of Facebook into its own kind of its own private yeah. network. I mean, it's not it's open to everybody, you know, but uh yep. it, because, you know, with yep. Facebook, mm-hmm. if, if it's free, then you're the product, right? And so uh and and just <laughs> yeah the ickiness, the general Facebook ickiness, the way that, you know, if somebody comes to the group and wants to learn oh, yeah. about music and then they're getting hit with ads and all this kind of stuff. It's just it's murky. Let's just say it's murky. Yeah. So pulling that community off it of Facebook. It is murky. Yeah. It is murky. Yep. <clears throat> Well, it was interesting for me that I never wanted to go on it in the first place. I thought it was totally boundaryless and strange and really appealed to our shadow side. And you know what? Years later, I still think that. <laughs> I still think that. So it's uh, a pleasure to be off Facebook, although uh, it was really interesting in my martial arts course, uh, you know, uh, my master teacher now sends me screenshots of what he <laughs> posts on Facebook. So, you know, um, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm relieved. It's a pleasure to not be seeing all of the, uh, mania about, you know, comparing each other's stuff. I, I'm, I'm over it. And, uh, I haven't missed a thing is what I have to tell you. So, yeah. um, and, you know, I honestly felt a little bit like it's disrespectful to myself. Uh, and, and what's interesting business-wise, uh, you know, because a lot of people say, well, I have to be on there for business. Well, my business went up when I went off it. I, I was fascinated by that. So uh, even though I was paying Facebook hundreds of dollars, you know, for advertising every month because I want to get the message out. I don't mind paying for advertising, but, um, cause I'm like, okay, let's let social media work for me. Everybody says, this is how you do it. So let's give it a try. That was not my experience coming off Facebook business went up. I just want you to hear that friends. It's not the only way to do it. Um, <clears throat> I, I just think when we live our values that we're really supported by the universe in that in that way. So I know you're in probably in process and you're saying, I just can't do it in my business. You're yelling at me right now, uh, uh, you know, via your podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's okay this morning. Uh, uh, bless you on that journey is what I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm on Facebook, and there are a lot of the theater, you know, groups that I work with. They are they they're communicating via Facebook. Like it's no longer. It used to be at the end of a night, you know, you would have a rehearsal, you would have notes, yeah. but the notes are given via yeah, Facebook. Exactly. And so I I know a friend. Who, I know who, it's hard. I know a friend who doesn't have a Facebook account, but he has a dummy account that he uses just for those. For those gigs, and he has kind of a, a funny, yep. funny take on his yep. name, and and uh, so it's 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 challenging, but um, but and it's and it's it's very germane to our topic today, which is your sacred self. Right. That's exactly the topic for right. today. Your sacred exactly self. Exactly right. And yes, that is our show title: your sacred self. And that's exactly why I mentioned that. You know, <clears throat> I felt like when I was reading, um, I, I, I promise the whole show is not about <laughs> Facebook, but um, when you are forced 
to see images and material that are out of alignment with how you want to think and feel, you know, what you want to be about in the world, that's abusive. And, and so today your sacred self is about, first of all, recognizing you have a sacred self, right? Recognizing that. It was interesting recently, I had an opportunity to talk to somebody um, who had never heard of Unity. Uh, it was actually somebody I was looking at hiring to do some music at my new spiritual community. And uh, when I said God within, the pause was unbelievably long. He said, I've never heard of that before. And I thought, this is definitely not the right fit. Um, sweet person but had never heard God within and had no concept that God was not on a cloud in the sky, like had never had a, a thought other than that. And um, I've been there in terms of <clears throat> receiving so many messages to that effect, but I always had this like inner connection to God, right? And, and I believe most of us, if we can think back to when we were really, really young, remember uh, having this sacred connection, right? And so I'm saying this, your sacred self, it's also known as the higher, the higher self. Some people call it the soul, right? But you have a sacred aspect. Some people call it a divine spark. Some call it the Christ. Some call it the Buddha nature. By whatever name you call it, it is your sacred aspect. So, you know, if you grow up in a church where you're hearing all the time that you're sinful, you forget that there's a part of you that is sacred. You know, and so the scriptures say, have all sinned and come short of the glory of God? Yes. The Bible also says, know ye not ye are gods. Yeah, know ye not ye are gods. There's an old uh, saying, it's an old kind of proverb, not from the Bible, but it says, be humble for you are made of earth, be noble for you are made of stars. And that's a spiritual truth right there, friends. Be humble for you are made of earth, be noble for you are made of stars. Beautiful. Beautiful. So think about that. You have a sacred self. So what do you want to nurture? You know, um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I talked about my involvement in martial arts and how I love it. And um, it's been interesting. I, I was doing a thing the other night with um, a group I'm getting to know. It was uh, uh, the leadership council at my new ministry. And I love to do this with people I'm getting to know. And I said, um, I said, uh, I want to know a little known fact about you. <laughs> and they all learned something, you know, about each other. And then when I shared I did martial arts, there seemed to be a gasp of surprise. Uh, because I think sometimes when we see people in spiritual roles, we think they are only this. Uh, when I see Dave in the studio, I want to say Dave is only this. But Dave loves to cook. Dave loves to ride a bike. Dave loves to walk. You know, so 
<clears throat> you know, it's our, our sacred aspect really does involve all areas of our life. But I think sometimes we think, well, I'm only this or I'm only that, or I'm only a businessman. I'm only a mom. I'm only this. But you really are a sacred self. You have a sacred self. You are a sacred self. And when you start to recognize that, you want to really nurture that aspect. And so, you know, culturally, I'm always thinking about what am I taking in message-wise, energy-wise, who are my friends, uh, who are my coworkers, and if those people that I'm surrounding myself with are not honoring my sacred self, are not uh, supportive to my sacred journey, then those people don't belong in my life. So think about that. Think about that. What does... How could, would that change for you and your relationships? And maybe it wouldn't. But think about that. You have, well, you are a sacred self. The reason I keep saying you have and you are is um, there's this there's kind of this progression in consciousness that happens. It's like, uh, it's like to me, through me, as me, (laughs) right? It's like, uh, God is bringing good to me. God is bringing good through me. And then it's like, Oh, wait a minute. It's supposed to be God as me. I'm not saying God is limited to you. That's what sometimes people hear and they freak out and go, are you saying you're God? Well, obviously I'm not saying I am the totality of God. I am saying we cannot be separate from our creator. The Bible says that God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. In other words, right, we're being breathed by the divine right now. In and through and as us. So you have a sacred self. And we talk so much about our individual journey. We talk so much about uh, forgiveness and so many of the practices. But this is a real basic that I want to be reminded of. Because everything in our culture says, don't believe that. Everything in our culture says, something is wrong with you. That you need something. You have to change. You have to bend. You have to sculpt your face, you've got to get fat removed, you've got to, you know, you've got to have a certain house, a certain car, a certain friend, a certain look, certain glasses, a certain sex appeal, or you are what? Well, flawed, frankly. You're not one of the cool kids. And I'm saying you have a sacred self, you're always the cool kid. Doesn't matter how old or young you are or how many wrinkles you do or don't have. This preoccupation with looking, you know, 25 all the time is not healthy. And it's all focused on the outer. See, when you realize you have a sacred self, you care less and less about what others think about you. That's not to say you don't honor your appearance too, but I'm saying you don't try to look an age you're not. You don't try to, you know, make yourself into the image everybody wants you to be. 
And of course, we learn this from a super young age, right? And, you know, I grew up in the South where, you know, nobody ever says the truth. <laughs> and it's all about, you know, it, it, it's all about, uh, uh, what's the word? It's all about saying the right thing at the right time, but not necessarily how you feel, what you know. It's, it's more about what people think about you that matters. You know, it's the focus on manners, you know, that Southern manners. Y'all have a good day now, even if you're really saying up yours, that's how you end it. Have a good day now. You know, not that I'm suggesting you say up yours, but I, I, I'm saying that um, that we, or my desire is to get back to some authentic way of relating with ourselves and the world. I mean, our show is called The Authentic Spiritual Journey. And as we're coming up on show 200, uh, Dave, I keep being reminded that, you know, we started this because we were, you know, definitely wanting to reach people with this empowering message. But I was seeing so many, like, quote unquote, TV preachers who were acting like they were perfect, you know, and then six months later, you see, oh, they've been sleeping with, you know, prostitutes on the side and all this kind of stuff. And, and it's like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. They're demonizing everybody else. And then they're going on and raising the holy hell. It's like, if we were just authentic about who we were, would we need to act out in this bizarre way on the side? Or could we just be authentic? You know, I, I wonder about that. You know, we see this. Uh, in the Catholic Church, you know, we see so many reports of sexual abuse, and yet all the priests are still supposed to be celibate. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be working. Because authentic spiritual and physical needs are not being honored. So they're acting out. So, see, we have this innate sacred self that includes the body. It includes our sexuality. It includes... Uh, uh, you know, our soul journey, but you have a sacred self. So first, it's recognizing. I have a sacred self, yes, and I am a sacred self. There is a sacred aspect of you that never changes. You are, what we say in unity, a threefold being. You are spirit, soul, and body. And that spirit aspect of you never, ever changes. That's the God aspect, the spirit of all that is that lives in you. And your soul is the connector between that spirit world and the body. Even though the soul is actually bigger than the body, it is housed in the body, right? When you hear people talk about aura, right? That's, that's the, that's your soul that they're really talking about. Your soul's kind of, uh, energetic field. It's part of the etheric energy of your sacred self, right? So, so our desire is to move from to me to through me to as me, right? That you not only have a sacred self, you are a sacred self. As I'm fond of saying, uh, you have a body, but you are a soul, so we are seeking to move from the recognition that uh, everything on the outer matters, and we're seeking to live from this higher spiritual self. So the first aspect, we've talked about this the whole first half is, 
that I, we want to recognize our sacred self. And then once you recognize that, life really begins to change because you want to honor that sacred self. We want to honor that. So we're going to talk a little more about that as we come back right after this brief break. Hello, friend, and thank you for listening to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. I love connecting with you through the podcast and through my online classes. I have a one-night workshop that is on Monday, April 25th, and it's called Morning Pages. The Morning Pages is a wonderful spiritual tool that will help you deepen your process, and there's a profound aspect to its impact and even in the way you work it. You can engage the chakras, you can bring in the 12 powers to deepen the journaling process of the Morning Pages, or you can keep it light. So the Morning Pages is a wonderful class. There's no actual fee for the class. I just ask that you make a donation to my foundation when the class is complete. So Monday, April 25th at 7 p.m. online only is the Morning Pages. If you want to know more about it, simply go to my website, CynthiaAlisAnderson.com and read all about the Morning Pages on Monday, April 25th. If it looks like something you want to do, simply book now and you will receive a link to join me on Monday, April 25th from 7 to 8 p.m. Blessings on the journey and we will see you soon. Again, thanks for listening. Welcome back. We're glad you're with us, friends. I hope you you are uh, thinking about and pondering and praying over what we were talking about first half about, you know, this is a deepening of of your perspective, right? It's a deepening of it's a deepening of your perspective of God and of your sacred self, you know, your relation to God. So most of us were taught God is way out there and what we teach is yeah, God is out there, but God is also present in you. And when we know that, um, it makes us uh, 100% responsible, actually, for the energy that we put out. It makes us 100% responsible for our lives and, uh, you know, our journey. So it is a sacred responsibility we learn to be on this journey we call life. We know that life is not happening to us but life is happening through us and as us, right? And so the same thing with your sacred self. We're learning it's not uh, to me or through me, it's as me. Even though ultimately it's all three of those things, what we seek to do is recognize the inner sacred so that that wakes us up. So, uh, so once we do begin to recognize that, and so many of you as our listeners, you're like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm there. I recognize it. So then the question becomes, well, how do I really honor it? How do I really honor it? And I think we have very few role models, uh, of this in society because ultimately everything we see in society is someone trying to sell us something for their own personal gain. Now, there's a lot of things that cost money that are certainly very valuable. For instance, if you are, if somebody is a therapist or someone is a spiritual guide and you have to pay for their time, well, what a wonderful way to honor your sacred self. So I'm not saying just because money's involved, it's not good, but I'm saying marketing, uh, 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 so many of the um, 
Well, all the magazines, you know, on the racks, it's all about trying to get you to believe that you need something they have, right? And so, so honoring that sacred self is about pulling back from all those projections that are put on you. It's like, well, wait, what if I just believed that I did have a sacred self? How would I want to honor that? You know, so this is more than, you know, affirmations and happy thoughts. It, it, it's like, oh, I have a sacred self. What does this mean? Well, it means that you're going to, first of all, begin becoming aware of if there are any relationships in your life that are not supportive of that sacred self. And I don't mean everybody has to sit around and go, oh, you're amazing, you're sacred, you're wonderful. Although, wouldn't we all love that? Um, no. But if someone is constantly negative, if they are pulling you down, if they are gossiping about you, if they are talking behind your back, no, this is not the sign of a friend or someone that's honoring your sacred self. Yeah, this is no good. Some of those people can be in our very own household, right? So we have to learn to um, make our way through that. Sometimes there's a deeper therapeutic issue that needs to be addressed. Like maybe we are redoing some kind of family of origin pattern where we're not, uh, we don't believe we're worthy, right? So this is what I mean. Once you begin to know you're sacred, you go, oh no, the people around me really they don't know that. Now, you can't force them to know that. But as you know it for yourself, you're going to say, uh, no, certain behaviors I don't allow in my life and in my world. And that's the end of it. And it's rough. It is rough at times to make these decisions. Very rough. Because, you know, they're people we've loved and cared about. But if somebody's constantly nagging on you, if somebody is constantly cutting you down, it's going to be very difficult for you to really honor that sacred self if you're constantly in an energy of negativity. So one of the ways, you know, that you honor the sacred self is very simple. Limit your negative input from people, from ads, from social media. It's like, the idea of social media itself, I don't think, started out evil. <laughs> you know, it was an idea of connecting people, right? An idea of connecting. So I, I love that aspect. So limiting negative input. And of course, it's not just social media that's negative. I mean, you could be at church and be in a negative group. You know, you could be at the office and be in a negative group. So you have to learn to go, oh, you know what? This is not my vibe. This is not what I want to be around. And this sounds so simple. But, you know, when you have these uh, intricate intricate work relationships where maybe it's your boss that's overtly negative about a bunch of other employees. You know, I had a boss one time at a church that was constantly talking down all the other employees at the church. And I just would listen and not participate. And of course, I kind of just prayed her right out and I took her position in about eight months. So I didn't have to 
talk to her about it. I didn't have to go tell the boss. I just held space and prayed for divine order. But I honored myself by not participating. I will not talk negatively about a boss. I, I've been in circles, I, and actually at churches, at Unity Village, several places I've worked. And you know what? Wherever you go, there's people. And we all bring our wounded self into those positions. I've seen ministers, quote-unquote healers, go into negativity that I never dreamed was there. So I won't participate in it. I, I just have made a decision. I will not participate in that kind of gossip. I just walk away. There was a time, um, it was in my 20s and I was at a, or early 30s and I was at a party and we all worked at the same church, you know, and somebody started talking about the senior minister and I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to go. <laughs> just in the middle of the conversation, you know, and they were like, oh, whoa, whoa. I said, you know what? Without him, I would not be where I am today. And um, I I just can't participate. I love you all. I, it's fine. But uh, I'm not going to talk about this uh, man. I, I, I cannot. I can't be involved in that. Um, and you know what? The church pays my paycheck. And it's, I, I got to go. And that was the end of it. And um, I was dating someone. We both left who was also in ministerial school. So um, we just were like, this is not what we want to be a part of. And of course, that minister I'm friends with today. You know, everybody has things they need to process, but that's different than gossiping at a party. Yeah, that's different. And sometimes it takes a lot of courage to just say, mm, I'm out. You know, you don't have to be as bold as I was like, oh, got to go. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know what? Something came up or I got to go to the restroom. People use all kind of outs, you know, to get out of tough situations. But uh, to honor my sacred self, I do try to limit that kind of input. I have a trusted friend or a counselor that I process with, you know, but groups of people, uh-uh. No, that does not honor my sacred self because what's under all that is an ego need to be right, to be better, you know. So once you start realizing you have a sacred self and you want to live from soul, you go, well, what's all that about anyway? Yeah, it's no bueno. So limiting negative input and you're going to figure out how to start, you know, navigating your way um, through that, I've been, um, Dave, I don't know if you've ever, uh, done this. It's real common with musicians as well. I mean, um, when I was doing a lot of classical playing, especially, I was so surprised at the bitterness that I would see. I was like, are you kidding? We're playing music. <laughs> what do you have to be upset about? It's like, oh, the conductor did this or that. I mean, it was so petty. Yeah. I've been in pits where, um, where they the the chatter because so many compose so many players know each other and work with different music directors and yeah. so it's there's a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. uh, I played a, a gig recently right. and uh, this uh, this one horn player was just like laying into sev like several people and I'm just exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. I just kind of had to like I'm going to see myself over here because I I, had, like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know you. 
I, I have no idea who you are. Right? I mean, I've, I've heard of your name, but we have zero relationship. So why are you backing this dump truck of negativity on me? And um, it was right? just really just this sar- sardonic kind of acidic quality to his personality that was exactly super off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it really is. Um, there's this line in a movie. Um, it's an old movie with Steve Martin. It's called L.A. Story. If you've never seen that movie, it's hilarious. But um, I, I've always been a Steve Martin fan. But anyway, in the movie, he goes, he says something like, I don't know if you understand how unattractive hate is. That was the best line of the whole movie. Hate, friends, is unattractive. It's, it's this overt negativity. And you're right, Dave. It's almost it, the word acid is, is acidic quality is definitely the right, the right word. It's like, ah, you know, there's almost a repulsion. And, and, you know, again, it's not that we don't have feelings. It's not that we don't have to vent or talk through with a trusted friend, but, but to uh, gossip on purpose and talk people down in a public setting, it's, it just should not be done. Um, and again, it, it, and, and if you're, if you're a regular listener, you're understanding today. I'm saying what I always say in a different way from a different perspective, because I want you to see that you are sacred and this is how you're meant to live. So limiting negative input is a wonderful way to support your sacred self. Another way is by learning to still your thoughts. I talked about this recently in a message at Unity North Tampa where, you know, I was saying, you know, when we hear the word meditation, we think we have to ring bells and and chant the ohm and burn incense. And although those are wonderful things, any activity where you are stilling your thoughts, that's S-T-I-L-L, sometimes my southern accent, it can sound like stealing, <laughs> S-T-I-L-L, stilling, in other words, quieting your thoughts so that you can move into a place of receptivity to listen to spirit. One of the, that's another key way to honor your sacred self is to learn to still your thoughts. I'm saying this as a very active, productive human. I get up so early. I have only, uh, I have one friend. We, uh, often are, you know, texting at five in the morning. You know, it's so rare to ha- know anybody up at that hour. So, Yes, we do need to still our thoughts, and I want to make sure you know I'm saying this as a very active human. I don't sit around and meditate nine hours a day. <laughs> Sometimes people have the idea that, uh, oh, does that mean if I have to meditate, does that mean you're sitting around and meditating eight hours a day? No, it doesn't. I'm I'm active. I am up early, and even though I put a lot in a day, how I start the day how I start the day, friends, I'm repeating that on purpose, is with stilling my thoughts. The day begins, well, with a cup of coffee and stilling my thoughts. My morning pages and stilling my thoughts. It's It's been real interesting um, in the last few months, all my animals have, uh, I have a dog and two cats, and they all now gather up on the bed because now I do my journaling in bed in the morning just because uh, when it was cooler, I started that, even though I have a whole like sacred area in my house right now. It's just I do it in my bedroom, and all the animals come up and help me <laughs> help me meditate. 
Starting the day with stilling your thoughts, guaranteed, is going to make you have a better day. I often, you know, we call it a morning practice. We call it a um, uh, a morning pages. We call it dreaming big. But at some point in a given day, every day, you need to have a time to still your thoughts. Because if you don't, the thoughts take over and run rampant. And you are more than your thoughts. So the idea with honoring your sacred self, when you still your thoughts, the idea is that you open to a whole new realm of information that's not rooted in the mind. It's rooted in the eternal. It's like you have access to all information in the ethers, right? That God loves you. God supports you. God wants to bless you. And if you're so rooted in the mind and in the personality, you're forgetting to open to the larger, right? To open to the expansive nature. So stilling your thoughts will help you do that. So as I say that, it doesn't mean meditating eight hours a day. It doesn't even mean meditating an hour today, an hour a day. It could be five minutes. It could be one minute. If you've never meditated before, if you've never learned to still your thoughts, just breathe for one minute. And people always say, well, I have a hard time stilling my thoughts. That's why you do it every day, because it gets easier every day. And having said that, you don't have to sit up in bed with your animals around you to meditate. Uh, you could be on a walk. You could be working out. I have a good friend who fishes. And Dave, I know you love to still your thoughts on the back of a motorcycle. That's right. Yeah, just the uh, the the sound and 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 uh, it's super super like it's it's I can quiet my mind on a Harley. I know it seems yeah. like it wouldn't, but it, it works. Exactly, it does. And so, uh, one of the ways uh, I do it is working in the garden. Another way is in martial arts. When there's a big bamboo stick flying at your head, all you're thinking about <laughs> is the moment. I can tell you. All you're thinking about is the moment. And uh, there's something, it's like you learn to have almost a relaxed attention in life where even though you're thinking all the time, the idea with meditation is not that you just still your thoughts and then go back and doing everything else. It's like you take that that um that awareness and it and it kind of permeates the day so that you're going oh you you know you're more aware you're able to go into what i love to call the observer self where you're observing your thoughts and you're observing your life and saying oh i see where i'm you know getting in my own way and things so it makes you much more aware to still your thoughts and it's a great way to honor the sacred self and what what happens uh, also, as a result, and I will end with these two things because I said at the beginning, it was so important, right, to recognize your sacred self rather than to me or through me, it's as me. And then this whole second half, we've been saying, how do you honor your sacred self? We said, we went deep, limit negativity, you know, don't surround yourself with a lot of weird energy and vibes. Um, and then we said, still your thoughts. And as you still your thoughts, it, perme it begins to permeate your life. Well, what also happens is that as you begin to receive uh, information from the divine, then, which I love to call guidance, that like this, this, aware this holy awareness, 
then you're going to need to take some action. And this builds a trust and a, a dynamic relationship with all that is. It's like, friends, I want you to hear and to realize that the universe is very, very interested in your success. Like the universe loves you. And as we start to expand our awareness of, of who we are, the universe can support us even more. Sometimes uh, recently I've had situations where I just had the thought of needing something and the same day it showed up like weird things. And I just know that it's because of my commitment to my spiritual journey that I know the universe is trying to support me. I know the universe is trying to bless me. And so as I learned to honor that self of me, then the universe says, yes, here you go. Oh, you need this? Let me support you so you can keep doing my work in the world. Oh, you need this? Let me support you and your son to make sure he can do the things he needs in the world. So honoring your sacred self is a joy. It's a pleasure. It's not a have to. It's not a drudgery. It's like a joy because you know the universe loves you. The universe loves you. And that's my prayer for you, friend, is that you will begin to know, that you will begin to realize and live from this sacred self, because this is who and whose you really are. So as always, friends, we thank you for listening. And I want to really, really encourage you to share this message. If it supported you, if it supported your journey, share it with your friends, your loved ones. It doesn't matter what church or what country or what race they are. This is about our soul journey and about knowing that we are loved, we are supported uh, by the whole universe. So we thank you for listening today. We are always holding you in prayer for God's highest and best and blessings on the journey, dear friend. And we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2022, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.